It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Hear that? Believe it or not, summer is just around the corner. Luckily, ArmorAll, America's most trusted auto appearance brand, has what your car needs to get that perfect summer shine. Plus, now through May 31st, we'll give you $5 for every 20 you spend on ArmorAll products. That means car wash pods, protectant, tire shine, you name it. Find out how to get your $5 rebate at armorall.com. Armorall, less work, more clean. Terms apply. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Everybody and welcome to the hot lap this week. I am, as always, your host Lee Stevens. Um, a couple of things to get out of the way before we start. If you want to help the podcast, you can go to Must See Audio, which is my patron, and you can sign up to one of the patron things. You get any stuff that I do, like podcast wise, goes up there ad free, so you can listen to that there. Um, I also put links up there when I do YouTube stuff. There's lots of YouTube stuff on Musty Audio YouTube. Um, And there is Hot Lap merch, which I will do my fucking best to um, to get, to remember, to keep putting the link out for, because some of the Hot Lap merch looks really good. Uh, Either either way, it's on. um, I will find out for you. This is how well planned I am. How well planned. I think it's... I think it's Teespring. Spreadshirts. That's it. But for some reason, if you search in certain countries, if you search the Hot Lap podcast, it doesn't come up. So just keep an eye out on my Twitter and I'll uh, I'll keep popping up. Uh, Somebody bought a cup the other day. It's one of the first purchases we've had from Hot Lap merch. So whoever bought the cup, send me a picture of you drinking out of it. And uh, what I'll do is I'll say, oh, I'm sharing this for like community stuff. What it's actually doing is I'm, I, I want to use you for fucking advertising, don't I? If we're all if we're all honest, I it's a I hopefully you're really attractive as well, male or female, not sexist. Um, but yeah, that'd help if you were dead attractive because there's like a lifestyle thing. If you happen to have a Porsche or a, like a Bugatti or something like that, maybe you're drinking like a cup of tea in your Bugatti with your hot lap mug. Maybe that'd be good. 
Anyway, uh, that's all that stuff out of the way. I can't think of anything else I want to try and sell you. Um, we've got a little bit of news to, to go through this week. Obviously, we've got Silverstone coming up. Um, yeah, you know, obviously, I think the big the big topic is what's going to be announced at Silverstone. We'll talk about that. We've got some talking points from you. Um, so probably going to talk about that twice, like we usually do, and things like that. Um, but other, other than that, there's a few there's a few like nice little bits that have come out, which I think might help you in the future. Such as uh, Andreas Seidel has said that if Lando Norris is hit with a one race ban, Stoffel van Dorn will be the first choice because they have a reserve driver situation share thing going on with Mercedes. Odd that, considering that McLaren isn't actually branded up as like McLaren Mercedes because they are just a strict customer. It must have been. It must be something to do with the engine-related shenanigans there. But yeah, uh, Stoffel van Dorn might be on the grid again. Uh, Andreas Seidel went on to say, "I think we can all agree that where uh, with incidents like what happened with Checo, it's not in the interest of Formula One." Um, and sport, if drivers are suspended for a race ban for such an incident, we will discuss it in the next me- uh, meeting for teams and Formula One, and the drivers will also bring it up at safety briefings. And I think that's best for everyone because it was fucking grim, wasn't it? I mean, that's the like you could accept somebody um, in the past, like maybe a Roman Grosjean or um, Pastor Maldonado or something like that. I know they didn't have penalty points back in Pastor Maldonado's day. But um, you could accept them getting a race ban. But ever since he's come into Formula 1, like, Norris has been pretty clean, hasn't he? He's a good race. He seems to have really good like spatial awareness and stuff like that. And I just think it's really grim that in a year where he has like, ascended to not just like bit part mid-grid Formula 1 driver, but, oh, fucking hell, is he like one of the best on the grid? Um... I think it's a shame. I could you imagine how how that would tarnish his year if he got took out for a fucking like another prang with somebody in the the same situation where it's like a fifty fifty situation and the um, the overlords get heavy handed with the points. That would be really fucking sad. On to his teammate Daniel Ricciardo would resent Formula One if he tried to beat Lando every weekend. Now, the reason I brought this up is because I think this is dead fucking interesting. Because if you listen to some of the things he says here in some of the quotes, I feel like, obviously, whatever reason, it's been very unexpected and difficult this season, uh, just from a pace point of view. And I guess the easiest way for me to kind of move forward is to accept that. I did expect more. Absolutely. But I don't think uh, going into every weekend expecting to be quicker than Lando or whatever or uh, whatever it is will probably uh, just make me end up resenting Formula One. Uh, clearly, there's some there, there's something missing. I feel good in the car. That's what I thought was interesting because I watched an onboard comparison between his his quality lap and Lando's quality lap, and it was fucking ridiculous. It was like what you know when you sometimes you get the like a Red Bull and a McLaren, but from like two years ago, where as soon as they got onto a corner, the McLaren would, the sorry, the Mercedes would just fuck off into the distance. Uh, yeah, it was it was quite startling the advantage that oh, on a, on a circuit with nine corners, 
like Austria has, it was odd how much of a difference Lando had between himself and Daniel Ricciardo. Um, but he just goes on to say, he said, he said, he said I don't want to wave the white flag, um, but it's just a roller coaster of a season. Um, but it sounds like he is waving the white flag, and that's that's what I find odd about it. But yeah, it's the that was sorry. That's why I brought the video up. Um, like that, the video I saw of him in the uh, um, in the McLaren was against Lando in the McLaren. He didn't seem to be doing anything wrong. You know that when you, you, you see a driver sometimes and you can see where they're losing time because they're correcting the car, they're moving around a little bit too much. I should have put my phone on silent. Um but there was none of that. Like if you if you'd have just if you hadn't seen them both together, you'd have looked at both both laps and thought, that's a pretty fucking similar lap time. When in fact Lando was like a second quicker. So yeah, I'm not I'm not sure what Ricardo's gonna do. I still think he can do it, like you know, you don't it's like what I said about Vettel and Vettel seems to be slowly trying to prove me right. He's he's not doing it overnight, but slowly when I say like you just don't go from being a driver like Ricardo or Vettel to just not being able to drive overnight. It just doesn't fucking happen, does it? Interestingly enough, one of the adverts next to uh, the story about Daniel Ricardo on Planet F1 I'm on, uh, one of the adverts was for the same glasses I saw Daniel Ricardo wearing at the, I think he was at the football yesterday. Uh, and that's, <laughs> that's some fucking clever targeted advertising, isn't it? Um, we will get to we'll talk more about russell later because you've already put your um uh you've you've already put your like comments and stuff which we'll get to in a minute so i'll just quickly brush over this that the uh, if russell does go to mercedes it's rumored that uh, daniel kvyat nico hulkenberg um valtteri bottas and Pierre Gasly, all in the frame for the drive. Um, we'll leave Russell for a split second, and we'll try and work out where these people, if any of them, should be going anywhere. Um, apparently, Bottas was also rumoured to be linked to um, Alfa Romeo, which I personally think is what will happen, because, uh, first of all, they're probably going to have a, have a, a better car than... Uh, uh, than the Williams next year. Secondly, I feel that Alfa Romeo might be able to offer Bottas some Ferrari cash as well, and then they've got a guy that's been in Mercedes for so long within the Ferrari family. It just makes sense, doesn't it? So that's what I think is going to happen. Uh, for Williams... I don't think it's right taking on Nico Hulkenberg. I think he's too old. I don't think it's right taking on Daniel Kvyat because he's been in and out of Formula One so much. It just doesn't see it. It doesn't seem like a good idea in my eyes. I think they'd be better on off gambling with Albon than uh, getting Daniel Kvyat in. I'm surprised Albon isn't even in the conversation because William, mind you, maybe maybe Williams has been good at bringing British drivers through because of. Um, because of Frank Williams and the Williams family, now they've gone. Maybe, maybe it won't actually be that way. But Gasly, Gasly's the interesting one here, because Gasly needs to make a change. He's comfortable where he is. He's 
outperforming that car. He's getting good results out of a good car. But he must know the chances of him going to Red Bull proper very slim. Very especially if Yuki Tsunoda like gets him uh, gets his act together, which I don't actually think he will, but there you go. Um But I I can see the Perez the Stappen lineup, especially if step, if Perez can just make that, he's got like one step, maybe one and a half steps, till he's like the perfect number two for the team. If he can do that over the year and start just delivering consistently, I mean he's delivering more consistently than Bottas anyway. Um, but if he can, if he can deliver more consistently, I can see the Perez Verstappen lineup being in Red Bull for a good few years like uh, um, Vettel and Weber it seems like a very similar situation where you've got the one young charger and like a older still capable of doing it and it's one of those ones where you think oh like when Weber looked like he might have half he half been able to win a championship I think they're both at very similar points in their career but I don't think Perez is really going to trouble Verstappen. Um, but I do think he can trouble the other teams. So Kvyat isn't getting in that team. So for me, the best thing he could do is just go somewhere else. Uh, and realistically, it's a new formula next year. Sign, a, sign your two-year deal with Williams cross your fingers, have a performance clause on them because you could stay somewhere if you wanted. You could probably stay at Toro Rosso, uh, he, which he will have to wangle his way out of a contract there. He is under contract with Toro Rosso, remember, um, and Red Bull in general. But um, he'd just have to go cross his fingers, hope the livery's better, hope the car's better. I shouldn't have said that because I actually quite like the Williams livery. I like the yellow. But yeah, I, I think that's a perfect move for him, really. He will have at least, I think, next year a mid-grid car in which if he can excel in it, he will still catch eyes. And then you are looking at your Alpines if Fernando Alonso retires, your Austin Martins if somebody leaves that team. Um, he, he, he just needs to be somewhere where he's doing the business because he does look better than we thought he was, thought he was in the first place. He really does. Um, but this Saturday, it is the British Grand Prix. Formula One is coming home. And you know for a fact I'm going to call the episode F1's coming home. And I'm fucking disgusted by myself for doing it. But there you go. It's a bit clickbaity, isn't it? So we have the first sprint race. So quickly, um, I should probably pull it up. Let's let's again be dead professional because we haven't got this here. Because I didn't know what the what what the running order was. You might not know. So let's F one British Grand Prix schedule yeah you know other people are confused when it's one of the top results on google uh schedule schedule give me the schedule are you gonna do it are you actually oh, there we go and um, what isn't that uh, that's 2020 you absolute 
fastballs. Uh, where are the races this year scheduled? Great Britain, 2021. That's what we want. We've got it. It's here. Practice one, Friday, 16th of July. Three days, four, four days after my birthday, I shall be 39 on Tuesday. Unbelievable, isn't it? Especially when I have a shave. I can well still pass for 30. Um, practice one, as usual, 2.30 to 5.30. This is, when I get inst- this is where it gets interesting. Then we wait till 6 o'clock in the evening where qualifying will take place. On Friday, the 16th of July, I repeat, Friday, 16th of July, qualifying. Um, Saturday, 17th of July, practice two, 12 till one, half four, seven o'clock. Sorry, no, half four, half four till five, sorry. Uh, sprint, sprint qualifying on the 17th of July. I might not fucking be able to watch that. Because I've got a fucking gig somewhere. Shit. Um, oh, damn it. Oh, to be a broadcaster, artist, and fucking sports fan. Um, I'm looking forward to the sprint race. I really am. Obviously, race, 3 o'clock, 18th July, on Sunday. That remains the same. I'm looking forward to the sprint race. Uh the FIA said rules will remain the same. They're going to treat the dreaded point system the same, uh, as well as like things. The components component thing is still yet to be settled. That has to go through like the teams association, something else. But obviously, it's it's all but sorted because we're going into a weekend with one. Um, the big interest here is I've got this, and like I don't want to bag on Hamilton. I'm not that guy. But I'm going to bag on Hamilton a little bit because he was in an interview and he was asked what he thought about the uh, uh, the sprint race was. And he said, uh, I look forward to it. He said, not particularly. Um, I don't I don't have high hopes for the sprint race. I think it will just be a bit of a train. Um, and then proceeded to go, go on about not... Uh, I, Hopefully there'll be some overtaking, but uh, likely there likely won't be, and it won't be very exciting. I don't really, I don't really know why we're doing it. Uh, what I find weird about this is, only a couple of years ago, Hamilton bang up for Saturday races, bang up for it. He, I remember the interview with him when he said, "I think we should shake the race race weekend up. There's no reason why we couldn't introduce a Saturday sprint race." The only thing that's fucking changed here is the fact that he might not win it. And that's re- it really annoys me because all he does is talk about how he, he, he only wants what's best for the sport. He wants this, he wants that. And that's fine. But just be fucking honest. Like nobody else is there, um, is putting themselves out there. Like putting forward what I, if I'm perfectly honest, think are disingenuous opinions. No one else is doing it. So when that happens, it, it's almost like you... Someone expects you not to have a memory. You know, was I not supposed to remember that? Was I not supposed to remember that when you were winning all the time, you were bang up for a sprint race, and now you're not winning all the time? You don't think it's such a good idea. Uh, and then he goes down, goes on at the bottom to say, uh, oh, to be perfectly honest, I don't really have an opinion on it. 
We'll wait and see. There's no point in judging before we even get into it. It doesn't matter. I'm not being funny. You just said you think it's going to be a train and you uh, and it's not going to be exciting. If that's not an opinion, I don't know what is the fucking opinion. I don't get what you're trying to say to me here. Um, well, he just it just goes into blah blah. Uh, I think we we'll have to wait for all three week. Oh, sorry, no, this was Gasly. I think we we'll have to wait for all three weekends. If there's positives from it and people like it, then we should keep it. See, that's the response I want from a driver. Is Gasly's response? So I I don't understand. I don't understand why people aren't happy with it. I think um, you know, you're still getting qualifying. You're still getting qualifying like we have it now, but we're having it on Friday tea time. But you get an extra race. Uh, races are more interesting than qualifying. And you know, it's you're gonna have like what the what I think is interesting about this is the start. Even if, even if it's uh, like a a bit of a procession of a race, certain drivers like that McLaren can get off the line good. Lando hasn't had great starts that lately. He had a cracker last weekend, but the McLaren seems to go off the line good. Ferrari's also pretty good at getting off the line if, I'm, if I remember rightly. So let's say um, Lando qualifies fourth, fifth, that sort of area where you think, ah, you've done a good job there. But that means, if even if it is a procession of a race, he can still get himself on the front row with just a good start. Like if he started fifth, yeah? If he started fifth and uh, ended up third, we'll say, we'll say first two rows, third by the first corner, uh, we'd think, fucking hell, Lando, you do that, that's a good start. But the difference with this start is, that means all of a sudden his fifth for the sprint race means fucking third on the grid tomorrow for the feature race. I think the starts are the most interesting thing and the fact that people can gain from a poor qualifying, they can fix it by sending it into turn one. And I really do think that's going to be the best part about it. Anyway... That's my take on it. I'm looking forward to the British Grand Prix. I hope you are. Uh, I think um, I think Lewis Hamilton's going to be strong. To be perfectly honest, I think he's uh, I think he's got more in the bag than um, oh, I think Mercedes have got more in the bag than they're kind of letting on. So I, I think I think they're going to be just fine. Uh, we're going to go and find some of your questions. Oh my god. I tweet so much. I really do. It's dead funny at the minute tweeting as well because I've noticed it's it, there's such a ratio where I'll I'll tweet. I, I seem to stay at the same amount of followers because I'll tweet something and then like it m- might offend or not or like four people might not like it, but then four people new people see it and follow me. So I constantly stay at like one th- uh, one thousand three hundred and something. Uh, uh, followers constantly have the same sort of amount. Uh, what do we have here? Let's chat. Uh, you haven't you haven't sent me as many as usual, but let it go. I suppose not a race weekend. Chad Champion. Uh, I'm not English, but it seems like COVID cases are increasing there. Do you think the Grand Prix should go go on and everything would be fine uh, if correct protocols are followed? I think everything will be fine anyway. I think there's countries like. Uh, I don't. I don't know if any of you follow me on Twitter. You'll know I probably have. A, I have a very skeptical opinion. Not that I, I'm not a COVID doesn't exist guy. I realise there's a virus around. Um, this is not really the the podcast for it. Must see audio is more the podcast for this sort of thing. Um, but I think it'll be fine. You know, it's Texas has been running events for 
year for years for months uh, with full uh, with full attendance their cases have gone up uh the cases in the isle of man have gone up we've got quite a few now i think we've nearly got 100 which is quite a lot for a, an island with 80,000 people on it um but no one's in hospital so take that as you will is the new variant less deadly is the vaccine working i haven't got a fucking clue i am a voice on the internet but I'm fairly certain that all... Don't forget, it's outside as well. We knew this. Like, blame you, blame the media for this sort of thing because we knew this time last year, before this time last year, that um, outdoor uh, outdoor transmission was low. We knew that. But for some reason, our tally boxes don't want to tell us and they want to keep us permanently fucking terrified. And that's why I, if I'm perfectly honest, I'll, I'll level with, with you here. Last year, I got rid of television. I got completely rid of terrestrial television. No news channels, no um, Sky News, no BBC, um, nothing. I've got no channels anymore. The only thing I, I have on my Apple TV box to watch is I do watch a lot of YouTube, but you can be selective with YouTube. I'm selective with it. I watch video game stuff. I watch stuff about Formula One. Uh, I have Netflix. I watch the stuff I want to watch on Netflix. Generally, doesn't involve pandemics. Uh, uh, I have Amazon Prime. I watch what watch what I choose on Amazon Prime. If I watch four hours, four or five hours of television a week, not including Formula One and Formula One weekends, that's why like five to five, Monday to Friday. That's probably where I am with television. I don't watch a lot of television, and I tell you what, guys. I feel fucking better for it. Uh, that's why I ended up with F1 TV because I just I just threw through the towel in with uh, like m- with mainstream media. I fucking I really don't like that that phrase. It's being it's being sort of dog-eared around too long. Um, but yeah, like that's why I. If any of you guys are feeling the same thing and thinking, but oh fuck, I, I'd like to do that, but I need to watch Formula One, NordVPN. That's what I use. 30 quid a month for Nord and then five pounds. Uh, sorry, 30 quid a year for Nord and then five pounds a month for F1 TV. And I am happy as a Labrador with treats. Uh, so, yeah, no, I think the race will be fine. Um, Lando is harming uh, Mercedes' chances at winning constructors and drivers' championships. Uh, seems like he's taking points off them. Will Mercedes take McLaren engines away? Nah, not a chance. Uh, I I still don't believe Mercedes will be on the grid next year um, as a manufacturer. I think that team will be renamed. I think it will either be sold to one of the sponsors or it will be sold to Toto Wolf. So I I think that that will suit Mercedes a lot better in the current climate as well. If they are just you, what you'll probably find is is that there'll be more of a technical tie-up with both teams. So, um. McLaren might become McLaren Mercedes again and they might get a bit of extra treatment. Obvious, whatever Mercedes turns into will be a de facto works team for Mercedes still. Uh, and yeah, I mean, you can't say Lando's harming Mercedes' chances of the Constructors' Championship. He's fucking supposed to. He's supposed to harm everybody's chances of winning. That's his job. So yeah, I I, I think he's he, uh, he's just doing a great job, isn't he? Uh, with Australia cancelled, what would you like to see replace it? What do you think is most likely to replace it? I would like to see another race in Austin. 
because I love that track. And I know it's a bit boring because everybody wants to say tracks that Formula One's not going to. But um, yeah, I uh, I like Austin, so I'd like another. I'd like another race there. Um, where are we going? We need to go to Instagram. To Instagram to read your comments. Uh, this is from Steve G two one sixty or two thousand one hundred and sixty or two one six zero. Do you think Crofty has stepped up his game since Murray passed? I get the feeling that uh, it made him review some of his old tapes. Seems much more confident. Doesn't uh, doesn't get ahead of himself as much and uh, and laugh and laughs at his mistakes. No, I think he's still shit. I haven't seen any difference in him at all. Uh, I the funny thing was I was a big I was a big sort of like fan of uh, Crofty at the beginning, um, but he he's, it's the jolly chuckly man I can't get my head around. He seems like a lovely guy as well, so I'm I'm not going oh, hashtag sack Crofty because I hate it when people try and make people lose their jobs just because I don't like them. Um, my favorite, if I could cherry pick a commentary team from what we have right now in general media i would like uh julian palmer and anthony davidson i think they would make a great commentary team or um what's his name scottish guy paul Darista, like paul Darista as well uh, I, I don't particularly like Crofty and I kind of think that Martin Brundle's passed it because you don't have what Martin Brundle was anymore. Like Martin Brundle is essentially Murray Walker now. So they, it, like Brundle and Coulthard was a good team because Brundle was Murray and Coulthard was then Martin Brundle. We need a driver, like a current driver in the commentary team because Mar- Martin Brundle, don't get me wrong, obviously Martin Brundle knows about racing and he's um more than qualified to talk about it but we could do with one of those guys that's been in a formula one car consistently over race weekends within a decade you know the uh i'd like to try and pretend jensen button but i don't i don't think jensen button's quite the guy for like full-time commentary jobs but yeah i think um i think paul arista or anthony davidson would be really good they're, they're, they're my picks they are my my picks to replace Crofty alongside um, Martin Brundle but again Crofty shouldn't be replaced because lots of people like him so that's just one of those things uh, Pirate Louis is it Louis or Lewis uh, 93 uh, will we see George Muscle Mercedes deal announced at Silverstone I believe so I've, I've thought this is coming for Fucking ages towards Silverstone. I'm just surprised they didn't announce both drivers at the same time. Uh, suggesting to me that they had to get the deal done with Lewis before they got the second driver in. Otherwise, I think, especially if, they, if they're going to do it at the British Grand Prix, uh, I think I think they'd have done it. If Russell is not confirmed at the British Grand Prix, I think they keep Bottas. And uh, I would imagine imagine that we'll probably get an announcement on Friday morning I'm thinking that Friday morning maybe Thursday morning don't know why I'm talking like that 
but yeah that's where I think Friday morning I think they're going to um, uh, I think they're going to announce him I think it's going to be great as well oh, I think I think Hamilton's going to have his hands full really do really think I, Hamilton hasn't had a quick teammate since Nico Rosberg and even then he only had one year of quick Nico to worry about I think George Russell could be his biggest challenge since Fernando Alonso um, and I think the roles are reversed I keep saying this I think the Lewis is Alonso in this situation and George is Lewis but all British team all British team Mercedes how fucking crazy would that be uh, Atomic Fabrications again I feel like I'm advertising your business how uh, how much better bet you think the sport will be uh, with no pay drivers the concept that even uh, the concept that even exists amazes me that's like me uh, giving the LA Lakers 30 million to get uh, to get the opportunity to try and dunk on Michael Jordan um, yeah it is but let's not forget Michael Schumacher uh, Fernando Alonso Jensen Button, um, George Russell, uh, all had huge backing from people. I mean, fair enough, George George Russell's backing was Mercedes, but um, certainly Fernando Alonso had huge amounts of money from Spain. Uh, Sergio Perez, Sergio Perez has got himself a, a seat in arguably the best car this year, and he was only only stayed in Formula One only stayed in Force India and people were upset when he stayed in Force India if you remember at the time I can't remember who, who got dropped for him was it Hulk that got dropped um, he only stayed in because of the um, the Mexican backing he had so like it's it's that that's it's the nature of the sport. They have always been pay drivers. In nineteen ninety seven, I remember Pedro Diniz driving for Arrows alongside Damien Hill. Pedro Diniz was there because he paid Damien Hill's wages. That's what he was there for. The money that he put into the team, they put directly into Damien's bank account. So <coughs> no, I, I don't. I don't see a time where they'll ever not be pay drivers. I think there's a difference, though, and the difference now is the billionaire pay drivers, and it's not just paying a driver into a team, it's paying a driver into a team and then a family buying the team out. That's death for Formula One because that just stifles opportunity. Imagine if that, um, what would they do if the Austin Martin was a good car this year? Could would Vettel be allowed to make a fucking turkey out of uh, a young stroll? Not so sure. I'm don't. I mean, if I bought a Formula One team for my son to drive in, and let's be perfectly honest, any of us with children, you know how much you love your kids, and just but just for a split second, if you owned like I own Tommy Hilfiger type money. Think of the stuff you could do for your kids. I'd buy him a Formula One team, buy him two. Buy him two. So we could have different colours, different race weekends. Um Yeah, but that's that's death for Formula One, I think, is when if you get another two, three, you know, because the the distribution of I I'm sorry, I don't want to sound all fucking uh 
lefty new wave here, but the distribution of wealth is like, so skewed in the world that you do you do have these like you've you've got a wealthy people on the grid, like really wealthy people on the grid. Then you've got Mazepin and you've got Stroll. Jesus. Yo, they have all of the money. What happens when Bezos has a child that wants to get into Formula One? Or if Elon, one of Elon Musk's kids wants to get into Formula One when they're older? These people exist. They, they exist and they, they have enough money to run an entire Formula One team at a loss just for shits and giggles. That's back to gentleman racer territory. Uh, it's like in the dawn of Grand Prix racing. And I know we look back at that with a bit of nostalgia, but it's not what we want from a sport. But that's just what it is. Not every, uh, The other side of me thinks, like, not everybody gets a chance. Not everybody gets a chance to do things. It's just the nature of the world. I don't agree with this sort of equal opportunity of outcome sort of idea. Um, sometimes you get breaks. Sometimes you don't. The best footballer in the world is probably kicking a bag of air around a field somewhere, completely unknown, and he will live unknown and die unknown, and the rest of the world will move on. Uh, that will that probably goes for all sports because there's always someone better than you around the corner. And even if you're Valentino Rossi or I don't know, is Messi? Is he still one of the top footballers? I don't know, Ronaldo. I don't even I don't even know a footballer that plays for a team. I should have just stuck with motor racing. Lewis Hamilton, there is always somebody better than you around the corner. Probably driving a Williams. But um that's sort of my my take on it. Um last question. Uh rumors of Bottas replacing Reichland Alpha already addressed that. I think that was probably the most likely situation for Valtteri Bottas. Uh, thank you for listening to Hot Lap. That's been lovely. Yeah, it was a good little chat again, wasn't it? Uh, I forgot to put the the warning in the middle for the adverts, but there you go. You will, you'll have noticed because they've just come in out of nowhere. I do try and remember to put in like it. And now I work for my sponsors. I don't have to. I just feel it makes the show flow better. But uh, yeah, I forgot, so there we go. Keep in touch with me on Twitter, at a total shunt on Twitter and Instagram. I will have my phone in my hand through most of the race weekend. And yeah, if you bought that cup, send me a picture of you drinking tea in your baguette. Ciao. Find more great shows or join the team at sport-social.co.uk. Podcast Network. This Mother's Day, treat mom to healthy, glowing skin with Osea's limited edition skincare sets. Osea has been making clean, seaweed-infused products for nearly 30 years. Their advanced eye care duo brightens and firms skin around your eyes, while the Golden Glow Body Trio nourishes and smooths skin all over. 
They both come in giftable boxes with savings up to $46 and free shipping for a limited time. Go to oseamalibu.com and use code MOM for 10% off your first order site-wide.